Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would hide me behind the cross, give me access and ability to minister the third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, oh God. God, I pray that you would tilt the follow girls of our heart that make teaching ease and revelation receptible for your people, oh God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, if I pick the topic today, it would be get ready to run. Get ahead of the rain. We're going to be in 1 Kings, the 17th chapter, verses 1. 1 Kings 18 and 46. If God permits, 1 Peter 1, 13. Jeremiah 12 and 5. Jeremiah 1 and 17. Glory to God. And I'm going to be reading right now from Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, verse 1. It says, and, and Elijah the Tishbite of an inhabitant of Gilead, it says, said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there should be no do no rain these years except at my word. Then the, Lord, then the word of the Lord came to him saying, get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the burnt cherub which froze from the Jordan. And a lot of times when God gets a chance, he hides you for a season. Because he's trying to prepare you for what is happening in this hour. You don't even understand what God is saying and what God is doing. And God is speaking to the prophet. And you got to understand something. He's giving him instructions. God is giving us instructions. But yet, we are not taking heed to what God is saying. How can you get ahead of the rain and you don't understand the spirit and the move of Christ in this hour? So you're not getting ahead of God. You're not getting ahead of the rain because you do not hear the voice of God. Those that are led by the spirit are the sons of God. And therefore, because the people are led by the internet and their own emotions, they are not being led by the spirit. And a lot of times before God uses you, he hides you in a season of dormant. But because you cannot take a season of being laying dormant, you go and make your own season, and then it comes out to be a mess. How can you run? And you don't even have a radar or discernment in Christ. You don't even have the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost power. There are so many people in the body of Christ don't even know the spirit of Christ. So therefore, they've been led by the old flesh, led by the old emotions, and they don't understand which direction to run. God is not going to tell you to run opposite than him. So he's speaking to the prophet, and he's giving them instructions. And you have to learn how to find and hear instructions from the Lord. How do you find and hear instructions from the Lord? It is in the word, and then spending time in prayer, fasting, and reading the word. There's different seasons where God hides you before he brings you out. And now God is hiding him. Now he's making provisions for him. 
Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, get away from here and turn eastward. Verse 4, and it says, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook. And I have commanded the, it says, the ravens to feed you there. God sends unusual things and unusual people that you will not have no contact with to feed and provide you. Because it's not the person that you would assign. You reject what God is doing. And then you want to know when the season comes to run and to get ahead of the rain. You have no strength. So he went and, and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook church which flowed into the Jordan. The ravens brought him food and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And the, it says, and he drunk from the brook. It says, and it happened after a while that the Lord dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, arise. That's when God says, get up because you got enough strength. Not only spiritually, but he's fed you naturally. That's why I don't understand why so many people in their season of being dormant, they don't have no strength. So when God speaks, they always a day late and a dollar short, and they don't understand what God is saying because they discombobulated, they disoriented, they don't have no understanding. Because I want to ask you, does the word of the Lord truly dwells within you richly? There's something you can have a level of the word, but when God is trying to call you into a deeper place in him, that you can get ahead of the rain, that you will have strength to run in this season. You don't understand what God is doing and what God is trying to prepare you because you're still trying to stay by a dried up brook and God said there's no middle and no water there. So how can you be fed? That's something when God is trying to change our lives or change our job position or change our church or whatever it is that God wants to do. We don't understand it because you don't understand when your time of visitation comes from the Lord. You have to do what God is saying. And a lot of times we don't want to leave people alone. You don't want to do what God is saying because you're connected more to people than him. And you got to understand something in this hour. God is going to have you connected to him. But there are so many voices in your head. There are so many things in your spirit. You have not truly come into a place that you repented. That you have not turned from those things that keep you bound. You have not truly turned from those things because you have made those things an idol. Anything in this hour that you cannot leave at the voice of the Lord, that means it is an idol to your life. I never forget when the prophet said, don't let these things hold you back. And attach you to the place that you cannot hear God. There's so many people attached to all of these things in their life that they cannot hear God. And God is not even with them. Because he has moved on to the next destination. And you don't understand why God is doing this and you are in your season of drought. You in your season that God is not providing you bread and meat. And you don't understand what God is saying in this hour. Let's go to Jeremiah. A lot of times we don't want to do what God is calling us to do. 
and, and, and how God uses different things and different people in our lives. And you're going to see how Elijah blessed the widow woman and how things happened for three and a half years. But after that three and a half years, God repositioned him again. You don't understand, even in your time of drought and visitation and the things that God is not doing, that you could still be a blessing and that God would still bless you because he was doing what God had commanded him to do. You got to understand something in this level of hour. Your blessing is not going to be on you paying your tithes and your offering. Your blessing is being obedient to the voice of God as he commands you to do. Get ahead of the rain. Get ready to run. First Peter 1 and 13 says, Therefore prepare your minds for action. You have not prepared your mind when you're in your place of dormant. He's preparing you. God just not run you from town to town to town or from situation to situation to situation or one thing that's happening after another without giving you a season of rest or dormant. A lot of times you cannot take the dormant because you're so used to the noise and aggravation until silence comes, you don't even recognize it because you're so caught up into the noise in other people's head and your ones too. Get ready to run. Get ahead of the rain. Because God is finna send rain. He said, be sober-minded. Set your hope fully on grace to be given you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You got to understand something, what Peter is saying. Huh? Only revelation and grace comes through the obedience and the revelation of Jesus Christ. You cannot have a revelation of Jesus Christ in a time when you are running here and there and don't even understand it and don't even have a heart and a mind to really serve him with all your soul, with all your might, with all that is in you. You got to serve the Lord thy God in this hour because when the things come on the earth, you will be prepared to stand in this hour. You want to know why you don't have no strength. Because when you have no strength, you have no stability in your mind. You don't know how to prepare yourself. But God speaks in the still, small voices of our lives. <laughs> and we come into the place that you allow everything to get you down. You don't understand what God is saying. Because you done heard everybody else. This is the hour that you turn off the religious channel and turn on the spiritual channels of the Holy Ghost power. There are so many people that say that they speak in tongues and have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Why are you not using it? Why is it not commanding you and directing you through your season of drought? Because we don't understand it. And a lot of times, we want people to lead us out. We always need to have somebody to lead us out. But that person in this hour may not be the person that God is instructing you to give you wisdom. You understand the bread and the meat comes from wisdom. They may give you wisdom through the situation, but they're not going to be there with you through the storms of life because everybody's in a different hour. God is come soon to come, and you've got to understand something. God is trying to teach the people how to hear his voice. And how to take note. And we don't understand this. Jeremiah 5, 12 and 5 says, If you have race with men on foot, 
and they have worn you out, how can you compete with horses? If you stumble in safe country, how will you manage the thickets by the Jordan? And that is the NIV version. And God is asking two questions. Christians should ask themselves today. How can you contend with horses? And if the things that is happening in this world is getting you down, is getting in a place that you cannot function, that you cannot maneuver yourself. You got to understand something. God is speaking, but you don't want to hear what God is speaking. Just like God said early in the prayer, he said the meat is on the table. What I gave from the Jews, I've given to the Gentiles. What are the Gentiles doing in this hour? Nobody's evangelizing. Nobody's calling on the voice of God. Nobody's calling on the power of God to move, but they want God to move in their life because it's all about them. People are so selfish in the house of God. If it's not about them, it's not about anybody else. Some people don't know how to propel through their situations and help other people, even though that Elijah was not in a good place living by the brook of cherub in a cave, but God, he had to submit to what God was allowing in that hour. We don't want to submit to what God is allowing in our hour. We want to fight him. We want to be aggravated. We want to throw daggers at everybody else and think about what you did for somebody else, and now they are not there for you. It does not matter if God told you God will provide. That's why we all been in a season where we blessed the, and the wrong person are blessed when God told us not to bless. And we need to understand something. Huh? If you're not led by the spirit, there's not going to be no prosperity. There's not going to be no promotion because it was driven by our flesh. And now when our flesh is in need and want, huh, we want that person that we gave to, to provide for us. And it will not be. Elijah never met that widow woman. He never even did this. I'm going to read you from the King James Version. It says, if you had ran with the footmen and they have worried you, you don't let these people don't word your brain to death. <laughs> and this then drove you into a place uh, 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 you're isolated in your own thoughts and your own mind. <laughs> you just waking up. I told you there's a bunch of Christians out here in the world. They nothing but dead Christians walking. Huh? And they're not even uh, aware of what is really happening in the spiritual realm. Huh? They're just going from day to day to day <laughs> because they have allowed the situation and the cares of this world to get them down. <laughs> you need to unhook yourself from the things of the world and be more spiritual minded. You need to understand something. You got to get into a place that is deeper in God because the deep is calling to the deep. And he's talking to the prophet. What do you think he's saying to the sheep? If they get to the prophet, what do you think it'll do for you? Then how can you Contend with horses. How can you race with horses? How can you race? How can you continue to run this race? Why is it that you ran out of gas the second and the third year of your salvation? You lost. You despised How do you get back? To where you first believe. How can you contend with horses? How can you continue 
at the speed that God is moving at now in your life or wants to move in your life? How do you stay continually in the faith? Paul talks about that. How can you continue in the faith? And you don't have the strength and the energy. Because when God was providing you bread and meat, you did not eat, you rejected it. And then we out here in this wilderness. Don't know which way to run. How can you get ready to run and get ahead of the rain when you don't even understand what is happening? How can you really understand this that's going on? It says, and in, in, in the land of peace, if they have, it says, in which you trust, it says they worried you. <laughs> Do you hear this? Then how can you contend with horses? It says, and if in the land of peace, in which you have Trusted, they worried you. Then how will you do in the, it says, the floating of the Jordan? In the land of peace, you're allowing this. What about the flooding of the Jordan? And God said, what you're dealing with now is a small thing. But what happens when the major things happen in your life? You think it's major because you handle it in a natural way. But God sees it in a different way because you're not bringing it to God. He said, come, all those are heavy laden. He says, he's going to provide the rest. Because you didn't allow that. You sat in the bed and let the TV medicate you. You went and laid on somebody's couch. And you let them medicate at you. But they had no strength. This strength only comes from God and him alone. How can you float and walk on water like Peter did with Jesus Christ? He only started falling when he didn't have faith and he took his eyes off of Jesus Christ. But he had enough sense to call on Jesus. Jesus is beckoning you to float on the waters, to tread the waters. He's trying to show you miracles. He's trying to show you his magnificent glory and power, his omnipotent. You got to understand his omniscient. You got to understand his omnipotent power. You need to understand what God is trying to draw you into, where God is trying to propel you to go. So these days in your life where you're drowning, he's trying to show you how to float on the waters. In your hour of peace. So when the storm comes, there won't be a problem. Get ready to run. Get ahead of the rain. How do you get ahead of the rain? God spoke to the prophet and told him, rise, prepare yourself. First King, the 18th chapter. I'm going to be dealing with verse 46. But I'm going to go to verse 1. I'm going to start skipping around. Now it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go, present yourself to Ahab. 
and I will send rain on the earth. God wants to speak to you. But everybody's trying to live by confirmation. Because when you're not for sure, you look for confirmation. When you're in doubt, you look for confirmation. But when you know what God has said, you move on that. And people are not confident in God. It's one thing having faith in God, but it's another thing having trust in God. You cannot have faith in God without having trust in God. You cannot have trust in God without having faith in God. They go hand in hand. Elijah had faith in what God has said at that very moment. But you always doubting. You always got to see the hands. You always got to see some miracle. You always got to see some signs and wonder. He said in the, old, in the New Testament, he said, he called him a first generation, always looking for signs. This hour is about faith, not signs. There's many signs in the earth. And God said, there will be different things. So as the days of, um, of Noah shall it shall be. They're going to be married and given into marriage. But you don't be caught up in that. He said there's going to be rumors and wars and all of these things. He said, but no, don't get caught up in that. But we caught up in that. And we're letting all of these things worry us in our hour of peace. And we're not holding on to God. We're not doing what God has called us to do. When you go on and read the 18th chapter, God defeats Jezebel on Mount Carmel. That was a miracle. On your way to getting ahead of the rain, you're going to face some challenges along the way. But there's victory. You don't even understand there's still victory. Because you let everything get you down. You let everything discourage you along this journey. And it stops you from running this race. But there's many affliction of the righteous. But God has brought them out of them all. He has delivered you out of them. But now. You're still allowing these things to get you down. You're still allowing defeat to tell you where to go and what to do. The 41, 18, 1 Kings 18 and 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat, and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing and seven times he said, go again. Elijah has got his face before God. Verse 44. Then it came to pass 
the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. That means it was going to be so much happening. He's telling his servant, get ahead of the rain. Because it's going to be so much, it will try to hinder you. Because the servant followed orders. As the Lord commanded Elijah, Elijah is still sitting there. He's telling his servants what to do. And this is what God is doing in us. We are his servants in the earth. God is sitting still on the throne. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind. And there was a very heavy rain. So Ahab rolled toward, it says, rolled away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. I'm going to tell you something. When the hand of the Lord came on Elijah, God put the protection on him so he could do the job. God has given him another anointing, another touch from the Lord. Isn't that what happens in service? God touches us in the storm. Isn't it strange when God speaks when we're in a valid situation, when we're discouraged, we're despondent. But you still got to have faith to receive what God is saying. And he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. That means the power of God came on him. And he was running so fast, he beat Ahab to Jezreel. And God is trying to get you ahead of the rain. He's trying to get you that, that these heavy storms in your life will not get you down like it used to. God means to encircle. So God is encircling you with his power, his protection, his armor. But a lot of times, we're not trying to do it God's way. We're trying to do it the way that we want. And that's not how God wants us. God wants us to depend totally on him in these hours, in these trying times. Get ready to run. Get ahead of the rain. But we worried about people. We worried about the world, what they doing in the world. You worried about corona. You worried about all of these things that God has already spoken about. That God already said that was going to happen. It's going to take an end time anointing to do the work of God is calling you to do in this hour. It is going to take an end time anointing. And everybody's not going to have it because everybody is not prepared themselves to get ahead of the rain. 
There's going to be many Christians out there that's going to be laying sick because of the flood. Because they have not prepared themselves. They're not going to have the faith to be overcomers in this hour. If you do not have the power of the Holy Ghost to energize you, you will be, it's a, you will be, it's a stranded shipwreck. That's going to be so many ships. That's going to be, because of this great heavy flood, they're going to be shipwrecked. They're going to be stranded. Have you ever been out to sea? And you just floating out there. You got limited support. Limited food. It's just a bed for the enemy to work on your faith. Your confidence in God. Because you were not prepared. You did not hear which direction God told you to do. Get ahead of the rain. Because you did not run ahead in time. And you want to know what is happening to your life. You cannot afford to miss God in this season. There's something called kinetic energy. And fix it, the kinetic energy of an object is the energy that is possessed due to its motion. It is defined as the work needed to accelerate a body of a given mass from rest to its state. Velocity. The speed of something in a given direction. Velocity. Kinetic energy. God is always so magnificent. I don't know why you get it stranded. No energy in your storm. That's no time to give up now. Having gained this energy during the acceleration, the body maintains this kinetic energy unless its speed changes. So when you stop hearing God, the kinetic energy stops. Because you slowed down. And it was no longer possible for you to get back unless God does it for you. God is giving you instruction. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. You're going to need the hand of God to come upon you. To gird, to surround you. And Elijah ran uh, ahead of the horsemen. You got to remember Ahab more, had more than one horseman. They had five or six horsemen carrying that chariot that he rode in. They including his archer. It had to be the power of God. The only did it provide protection. But it provided the strength and the energy to carry you. 
It's going to take an end time anointing. For you to do what God is calling you to do. You, there's going to be a, an energy that has to come upon you. That God has already placed in you. And when you don't take care of your mind, you definitely can't take care of your body. Why are there so many sickness in the land? There's going to be so many people shipwrecked. They're going to look for somebody to come and get them off of the shore. But there's not going to be nobody. Because everybody's busy trying to keep their boat afloat. And they don't want to connect with you because they see. They had to throw Jonah overboard because he was hindered. And the lot fell on Jonah. What's caused this thing to come upon us, Jonah? Because he was in sin. He didn't want to do what God told him to do. And a whale swallowed him up. And if you only, in that shipwreck hour, it's going to take God to preserve you even in that. And then he spit him out. And he had to go and tell Jonah. Do what God told you to do, Jonah. He didn't want to go. Because he thought they were not worth saving. But God said, go give him a chance. See, it's not what you think. Because you ain't God. It's not about none of this. If you have ran with the footmen and they have worried you, then how can you contend with horses? It says, and if in the land of peace, if which you trusted, they worried you, then how will you do in the floating of the Jordan? I pray that something's been said and done in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.